Welcome back to the Donkey Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 113, Sunday, February 21st, 2021, 02212021. And I'm coming to you live from sunny South Florida after a little break here between episodes. Actually headed down to Tampa Bay less than a week after the Super Bowl. And I feel for all you people out there, including all of you listeners back at home in Chicago who've had to deal with the snow and the extreme cold over the last few days. So hope you're all safe and warm out there. And shout out to my step bro, Michael Silvestri, with the opening intro song there. Uh, this podcast coming out a couple days late. I really wanted to get this out yesterday on Saturday, but had some tech issues on top of that, as well as a flat tire yesterday on top of everything else that been going with uh, going through so sometimes life just you know hits a parlay on you and when it rains it pours but how about those Tampa Bay Bucks that's right we cashed those 50 to 1 and 40 to 1 Super Bowl tickets that we locked in before Tom Brady signed with the team last year uh, there's no hedge at all on those tickets I hope all of you got down on the Bucks catching the field goal and hit some money line bets around plus 150 in that range on Super Bowl Sunday as well. What a game that was, though, and congrats to the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Bucks, um, winning another Super Bowl. We were on them here on the Doggy Juice Pod two years ago, right after Bruce Arians joined the fray, and now uh, they've reached the summit of America's favorite sport. Just a quick disclaimer that the opinions expressed on this podcast are always my own and do not reflect the opinions of PlayUp USA, PlayUp Limited, or any of its subsidiaries. Things have been crazy over here in play-up land, but we have some very exciting news coming out for you very soon, so definitely keep us on your radar over the next few weeks because you will definitely be hearing about us. But things have been so crazy here on my end that I haven't had much time at all to handicap sports. In fact, uh, I've put all of my focus completely on our play-up project uh, around the clock recently, which isn't ideal for producing a podcast, but fortunately, on Wednesday night this past week, I sat down with the good lads over at the Top Class Finish soccer podcast, uh, frequent guests here on the Doggy Juice Pod. The top class finish guys, they're a foursome, but unfortunately Nate couldn't make it with us, but I was able to secure Oliver, Quincy, and Andy the other night. Uh, It's been a hot minute since I brought them on here, but Doggy Juice Pod regulars know how good these guys are, how knowledgeable they are uh, about worldwide soccer. uh, They've given us plenty of winners over the past two years here on the pod, including a 40-1 to man of the match winner. Uh, Then I know Andy last year was all over the Italian side. Atalanta before they became cool. So this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod will just be that interview that I had with them the other night. Where we broke down the Champions League round of 16. Uh, for those of you unaware, the round of 16 consists of two legs, a home and away uh, for each side. And last week, we already saw the first leg on half of the matchups. But this upcoming Tuesday and Wednesday, we have the other set of first legs uh, before the return legs that follow. Uh, so we got a lot more round of 16 action coming up on the schedule in the top class finish boys uh, do have some bets for you all from our interview. Just a quick aside, uh, we had some technical issues during our recording the other night too, so we had to stop halfway through and figure things out and pick up where we left off. So there's definitely an awkward pause there in the middle, and on top of that, uh, to be perfectly honest, listeners, I was a pretty shitty host in that interview. I had a work emergency come up right during it that I had to turn some attention to while we were recording, and I think at one point I mentioned Real Madrid multiple times when I was supposed to be talking about Juventus. But you know, shit happens, man, and you know we all we all have our off days. So, if nothing else, just check out the interview just to laugh at me and find a good example of how not to conduct a good podcast interview. But uh, 
big thank you to the top class finish guys. And, and luckily for me, those guys are regulars here on the pod, so they get it and they do their own podcast themselves. Obviously, they should be checking out. And I always appreciate them coming on here to share their insights. Before I cut to that interview, be sure to check out dimers.com for updated sports betting news and analysis from the wonderful contributors they have over there. Uh, my fellow Dimers partner and friend of the pod, Matt Landis, had an excellent interview um, on his Props and Hops pod with Christopher Harris, who is one of the nation's leading fantasy football experts, who's also a friend of Matt's out in L.A. Um, that one's terrific. I started listening to it, and um, I'm really excited to listen to the rest of it. Can't recommend that podcast enough, though, Props and Hops, so be sure to subscribe to it and follow Matt on Twitter at mlandis 18 All right, without further ado, here's my chat from the other night with Oliver, Quincy, and Andy from the Top Class Finish. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the lads from the Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast. Three of the four, actually. We're sitting down tonight with Quincy, Oliver, and Andy. It's been a hot minute, guys. How you how you been? How's everything going? Uh, how's everything going on your end right now in the new year? What's up, Mike? Uh, Andy here for the the voice recognition. <laughs> I feel like we do this every time, but uh, yeah, yeah, good to get everyone. Pl- to pleasure to be back yeah. yet again. Um, yeah, good to, good to be back, and you know, no complaints here. Feel like you know, winter time. These cold winters, every day is the same, but it is what it is. Yeah, so we got we got Andy and we got Quincy. How are you doing? How's everything on your end? Uh, everything is everything. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Um, you know, no harm, no foul. I just kind of go through my days, and uh, you know, that's that. I guess. What about you, it's a Oliver? Great year for betting, though. I won't say that. Yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. You know, just double dipping with the doggy juice and trying to get my work done. But uh, it's been pretty good, man, <laughs> outside of being, like, bitter cold. Woke up this morning, yeah. it was minus 14 degrees outside. It's Yikes. cold up there in Michigan. It's not that cold here, so maybe I shouldn't complain. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no complaints anymore. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah, been rough for the past week, man. Yeah, it's brutal in Michigan. Although Michigan, you got sports betting running rampant now, Oliver. You got like dozens of, you got like over a dozen operators you can be betting with now, and a bunch of different books. So at least you got that going for you. But yeah, it's it's uh, something else in the Midwest. I'm I'm realizing that my friends have some, my friends have <laughs> issues for sure. They've been deprived. Let's just say yeah. that. So. In this episode, we're just gonna we're gonna break down Champions League. We're recording this uh, Wednesday night, and we've already had the first the first four, the first half of the uh, round of sixteen matches. The first the first leg of those matches have been played. We've seen some pretty wild results already. Uh, so we're gonna just run down every matchup, match by match, or matchup by matchup, I should say, because uh, next week we obviously have the first match, the first leg in in the other half. And then we're going to look ahead to the second leg of, of the four that already kicked off. So let's just jump right into it. We'll go with the first match, the one that was the the big shocker, I guess you could say, uh, PSG and Barcelona. PSG winning four to one, uh, and the return leg is going to be in Paris. So they're in the driver's seat right now. Uh, is this something that you guys expected to see? At all? I mean, obviously, no one really expected to see a four to one, but um, 
did you think that the PSG would have their way with with Barca, or is this just a complete shocker? Do you think Barca still has an outside chance of of uh, sneaking back in this one, or any punter's chance? I guess you could say, or puncher's chance, whatever this term is. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Me, personally, I'm not surprised by this result. Um, Barca, if you know any Barca fans, they would tell you that the club is burning this year, and this is just more fuel to that fire, basically. So I see no surprises. Did I think it was going to be four? No, but I definitely – it's not a shocker that they lost. It's not going to be a shocker that they probably won't do well in the next leg. Yeah, completely agree with Quincy. So one person did see this coming. I, I'm I'm getting a ton of enjoyment from this now. It seems like a new trend on Twitter for people to just like throw results at the wall on like the uh, the official like match thread announcement or whatever <laughs> that the teams tweet out. So you know PSG is like, what are your predictions for today? Somebody tweets one four uh, with like Mbappe hat trick in parentheses <laughs> on the on the thing, and of course that tweet goes viral, gets like you know hundred thousand likes or whatever after the fact, which is great. Um, so somebody saw it coming. Kudos to that person. Um, <laughs> Kudos to that one guy. <laughs> definitely didn't didn't see this many goals. Um, both of these clubs, I mean, against each other, they have a history of some crazy results and comebacks. Uh, they each have history of like blowing <laughs> big leads and like having some bad comeback situations. I think this one's pretty set in stone, though, especially with them going back to Paris for the next leg. Uh, Four away goals, you know. That's so much. You're, you're 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 saying that Barca needs they need to score at least four because even if they won three nil, wouldn't be enough. So they need to score at least four when they go there. And the way they're playing right now, I don't see it. Yeah, Barcelona is dead. Yeah, and I, even then, I don't see their back line stopping PSU from scoring at least one goal. So. Right, and especially though, I'm assuming they're going to expose themselves at the back to try and get some early goals in, in the return leg, or you know the leg in in Paris. So obviously, there's going to have to be some some aggressive tactics on Barcelona's end to kick off that that game. They're probably going to see a higher total than normal for that second leg too, just because they're going to be pushing it early on, which is going to of course leave them exposed at the back. Um, but you know, if any team could do it, I guess you know it's it's Barcelona. But still, that's that just seems like it's a mountain that's too too high to climb. So there's another, if you're looking another for an indi- Go ahead. Sorry, if you're looking for an individual bet on just like this game, definitely look at what the what the over is, like what the what that goal line is is going to be because yeah, like Barca obviously have to try to go there and do something to your point and Paris PSG certainly look like scoring. So I don't know. I would assume it's going to be a high number they'll set it at, but depending on what it is, you could maybe get some value there. Yeah, might not even be high enough, especially like early on if, if there aren't isn't any scoring and they really have to push the pace a little bit. That could open them up and might be able to even get like a live over early on if there's, you know, if it's scoreless early in the game. But yeah, that seems like it's just going to be ripe for more goals in the second leg. Uh, yeah, let's we'll not see. forget this is this is basically the same Barcelona team who over the summer got beat eight two by Bayern. So um, <laughs> you know, wouldn't be that crazy I think if for PSG to put up another three four on them. Yeah. And plus there's something to be said for like when you're playing a team like Barca, you know, it's, you want to stick it to them. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to sag back or or let off. Even if you score that fifth or sixth goal, 
uh, that's from that example, you know, it's just, you're going to really rub it in if you can in a team like Barcelona, any chance you get, because it's a very rare occurrence, obviously. And not to say an eight to two results on, on in the cards or anything like that, but, um, <laughs> uh, so the, the other match that you know, I wouldn't say was too big of a surprise, but last year's upstart in the champions league, RB Leip- Leipzig, I think we settled on the pronunciation, uh, they're down two to two to nil against Liverpool. The the return leg is is at Liverpool, so obviously Liverpool is returning home with the two away goals. It's going to be tough to envision the German side mustering up any anything here. Do you guys think it's going to be chalk the rest of the way in that one, or do you think there's any potential betting angles in that return leg there? I think if Liverpool catch any more injuries in the next couple weeks. <laughs> That's one thing to to keep an eye on, but um, on on the first day, this was the one where I was hoping that we could have jumped on pre match because I was going to say I I bet Leipzig Leipzig, Leipzig I'm going to keep saying Leipzig sorry <laughs> I was going to say that they could potentially be looking like a like an attractive bet and maybe there was some movement for them before the match, but I was going to come in with with a, a an idea that Liverpool were going to weirdly like comfortably cruise this game even though they've been just in shambles recently. Um, interesting to point out is that the English teams aren't allowed to travel to Germany. So the, this game and then also when City play away at uh, Gladbach in, in next week, the games are actually in Hungary. With yeah. no fans, it doesn't necessarily matter, but I was at least chalking that up to have some impact as well in terms of you know the team not really playing at home. So um, right. I think just like I think Leipzig was maybe attractive, but I don't think they'd pull it off. I think Liverpool does find a way to somehow get it done at home too. Any other thoughts from the lads on that one? Pretty, I mean, it seems pretty chalky to me. I think that one. Is, I was going to say, agree. Andy hit it on the head. Barring, barring any injuries from there. Liverpool, I think they're going to move on. Which I do think stand a high possibility of <laughs> happening. Like if if their season is told, told us anything, that's not out of the cards. Yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, so I wouldn't be too shocked. So moving right along, we got Juve against Porto. And Porto, uh, they played that one earlier on Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday. It's earlier today. Yeah, so Porto won 2-1 to one in that one at home. The return leg is is in Madrid. I'm assuming that one's not in a, a – in a neutral, I think the only other neutral one that's that's coming up is City that you're t- you know you're talking about Andy with um with that leg against mm-hmm. uh, against Borussia or Mogan Gladbach. I'm just gonna keep butchering names here, but um, but yeah, so so this one the return legs in Madrid, <laughs> Juve Porto Porto's got the lead two to one, uh, but obviously Madrid does have that that away goal, so a one nil result back at home would see them through. So do you guys see a situation where they might come into this match looking to just get that one goal and then sit back? Or do you think that they're going to be more looking to just come out guns blazing, offensive firepower, maybe take a few chances and get that early goal? Uh, how, do you th- how do you think Madrid's going to look to get back in this, in this tie? You mean Juventus, just confirming. Did I, did I say, yeah, sorry, my head's spinning. Yes, you, yes, I got yeah, so did I confused say, oh for my a gosh. second. We are talking yeah, Juventus. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have re- return leg in Madrid written down in my notes. Yeah, like an idiot. No, it's, yeah, return legs in, in, uh, in Juve in, in Italy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm sticking with Juventus here. Uh, the, fir- the first goal that was scored today was pretty fluky. 
Um, like I, it, it was just a weird trying to play out the bag. Yeah, game. it's it's not worth it, man. Um, just a weird goalkeeper mistake, and I think there was another goalkeeper mistake that almost led to another goal. But um, but you know, just kept it at, at the two. Juventus got that away goal, which, as we know, is so crucial um, in yeah. Champions League. And um, there was like a, a, a pretty questionable penalty call as well. And it was actually Ronaldo who got fouled, who you think like if they're going to give anybody even a soft call, it's him. But <laughs> he didn't get it. Um, so, I mean, I, I think largely like Juve will see this as a, a bit of a blip, but they'll come back strong in the in the return leg. Yeah. I'm just really glad we didn't record yesterday because I would have been throwing out Juve as a good bet. <laughs> and, <laughs> At least you'll admit uh, it. At least you. <laughs> and that would that was not the case today. But yeah. similar to Andy, I think Juve comes back and they take care of business at home. Uh, I mean, but they just got they can't come out like they did in the first half today and not be turned on like the light switch was off and they got punished mm-hmm. in both halves in the first minute of each half. So. They come out and play the way that they usually play, and Ronaldo pops in a goal like I anticipate him to do today. Mm-hmm. Things would be good. Yeah. No. I agree. I saw the, um, you know, like that Drake meme where he's like, I, I don't like whatever that is. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. It was for uh, Ronaldo and comeback legs in the, comebacks in the second legs of uh, Champions League. So, yeah. I think that he's going to be able to pull that one off, no problem. Yeah, I think so too, especially returning home. Yeah. Probably score like a crazy goal too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just the just the way that guy works. You can always count on him to pull something out of his ass. If but, I if he didn't get yeah. fouled on that on that play that I mentioned, he probably would have scored a sick goal because it was a ridiculous play. Somebody played a long ball like over the top and he had a ridiculous touch where he like took it on one foot, like basically like behind his other leg and was setting up for the shot and just got he looked like he might have been falling over, but he basically just got cleared out and um and yeah i i agree i you know with him you probably got like a hat trick coming in the second leg and they easily win three nil or something so mm-hmm. so that i mean it seems maybe square from a betting standpoint just to like trust ronaldo and and, and ask them to win that match bet bet juve to win the match out right but you know even a situation where if porto is just parking the bus you're still gonna have to contend with just a steady onslaught of of juve attack centered around Ronaldo. So it's just going to be really hard to stop them for 90 straight minutes, especially when all they need is one goal and all of a sudden the flip script or the, the script flips. And, uh, and then obviously Porto is going to be looking to score just if it's a one nil game early on. So it'll be interesting. That'll be, that'll be a really interesting one to watch, I think, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. So we have the other one where we saw the first leg already uh, earlier today on Wednesday was, was, Really high high scoring affair between Dortmund and Sevilla, and Dortmund went out to a three two lead in the first leg, and the return leg is as at Dortmund in Germany. So it's a situation where Sevilla is going to have to put up some goals and obviously outscore uh, Borussia Dortmund in that one. But that one seems like it's a little more tightly contested. Is there? Uh, I think there's like any way where is the matchup set up in a certain way where Sevilla has a realistic chance of turning this around uh, in the return leg. And I don't know if I should like Socratic method. They haven't had as much success in the Champions League as they have in Europa. 
But if there's a like the matchup that they have with Dortmund and this Dortmund team that has not been performing up to the standards of their club, I think Sevilla has a good chance. They have a pretty strong defense. They're tough as shit. And uh, if they can find a way to just close down the Wonder Kid and see if he can hold them to just one goal, they may have a chance. Yeah. But I don't think it's as clean cut as everybody thinks it is. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> there, therein lies the challenge. Um, so Oliver mentioned him, the Wonder Kid, Haaland. I think I was going to bring this up in terms of discussing Mbappe hat trick earlier, but it, it's nice to get both of them on the table now. So I will say my 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 big brain quick fun thought for you guys is that all the all the back back and forth between Ronaldo and Messi and like all the arguing and like oh you know, just be thankful like we're never going to see this again yada yada it's like we kind of already have this again if you look at Holland and Mbappe just doing the things they do somebody put a stat up of like their numbers for their first x number of Champions League games like between the two of them i think they've played 50 some odd games thus far and they have like 30 something or like 40 goals between them in the in that number of games by comparison, wow. Wow. when Messi and Ronaldo hit that same number of games in Champions League, they had like 17 goals between them at, at the time or something like that. <laughs> so they're like they're both lights out players. I will go the other way from Oliver because I not only see Dortmund getting past Sevilla, I would take Haaland to score again in the return leg. And I don't know what kind of odds you could get on him for like a golden boot shout at this point, but... I think he's going to be relatively unstoppable depending on who they who they advance to and who they draw against moving forward. So like I I like him in terms of most goals in the tournament, potentially like player of the tournament depending on how depending on how far they go. Um it's maybe going against the grain a little bit. Like Oliver said they have not been performing well this year. They just fired their coach like <laughs> three weeks ago or something four weeks ago i don't even know um but it could just be the case that like new temporary coach look at what Bayern did with like a caretaker and flick now he's dominating like could be the case that just a new coach with them brings some new energy get some results i don't know but i'm sticking with holland i'm betting on that kid moving forward no, I mean, you see that stuff happen, too, and especially one of the most fascinating things that I always love about European soccer is, like, how just the different cups, the different competitions, like, you could see a team who's just totally shitting the bed on their domestic uh, schedule and they're to the point where, like, they're not even going to qualify for European competition the next year. But in Europe, they have a good season. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, like, a few examples come to mind where, like, I think didn't uh, Spurs a few years ago, they had, like, no business. Maybe it was Chelsea. But they ended up stealing someone's uh, Champions League spot just because they went they won the Champions League in a year where they weren't doing well in the Premier League. And but it's like it's almost like a mental thing where like the the team's focusing like it's almost like they're mentally separate in the Champions League versus the their domestic league or even their and their domestic, domestic cups. cups. And I think the same thing be said maybe for coaches too in injecting. All right, sorry about that, everyone. We had a technical issue there as I was talking, but we're going to pick it up here now with the final four matchups—the ones that haven't kicked off yet. Um, they are their next week's matches. We got four of them, so I'm just going to let's run down these one by one, starting with Bayern versus Lazio next Tuesday in Roma is, is where the first leg is going to be, and Bayern is is minus 900 to advance from this tie, uh, which is, you know, for, for those unaware, you have to bet $9 to win $1 on Bayern to advance. 
So I don't know if anyone has a good case to make for Lazio. I mean, you know, you get a nice five to one payout on the take back if you're looking to go with Lazio here. But it's, I mean, obviously Bayern's the giant right now in Europe, uh, just across the board. It's hard to find reasons to to not like them. But is, is there any puncher's chance here for for Lazio in this matchup? Has anybody got a thought on that one? No. Nope. <laughs> just no way. Like, I'm, I'm not wasting words on this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we're we're short on time. Chalk yeah. this one. Chalk this one. Bi- Byron will not. They shouldn't struggle yet. We'll say shouldn't, but like also they won't. <laughs> it's well, yeah, it's well priced in in the market right now. So staying away from that one. The other one though is is a lot tighter. Um, and this is, I guess you could say, the top class finish official team of the year last year on the Doggy Juice Pod, and that's Atalanta. Uh, the Italian side, who I know, you know, we've, you guys were all over them at the start of last year. Andy, you in particular, you were all about Atalanta and, and Atalanta overs before that became a cool thing. Um, but they are facing off against Real Madrid, and that match is next. And I might have skipped one, didn't I? I might have skipped Chelsea, which is next Tuesday, but we'll get to that just because I'm screwing things up left and right here. But uh, but let's, talk, let's, do, let's do Atalanta versus Real Madrid. That's next Wednesday in Italy. Real Madrid's minus 205. Uh, to advance and Atalanta plus 165. So 100 wins you 165. You think that's decent enough value to get involved in Atalanta or is this one well-priced Real Madrid basically saying that they have about a two-thirds chance of getting through? I mean, I personally don't hate that value. Um, Atalanta probably predictably has had a bit of an up-and-down run in you know this year and in the league. They've definitely been... I'd say a little shakier, I guess, just in terms of like they've had some games where they've conceded a ton out of nowhere and other games where they've like put up a ton of goals. So I don't know. They're almost like leads maybe for for folks who follow the Premier League more closely. But I don't necessarily think Madrid is firing on all cylinders. So in terms of a a value bet, just to have a little fun even, if you're going to count this as like your fun why not bet, I'd say go for it with Atalanta. Yeah, I mean, why not? They've been there now. It's not like this is your first year. Uh, First year in the Champions League, they have last year to build off of too. And so the confidence will definitely be there. Obviously a team with the name of Real Madrid. So that could be why maybe we are seeing a tiny bit of value on Atalanta here, just you know, a team with the name recognition that Real Madrid has for the casual better. Uh, whereas Atalanta can't really say the same. I think uh, most people didn't even know who Atalanta was. I think they're just thinking that they're misspelling Atlanta a couple of years ago when the casual fans look at this one. So yeah, no, I, I, I can't help but think that that might be the value side here with my limited knowledge, but uh, yeah, it's, that's uh it's going to be an interesting one. There's one I skipped. And that, that's Chelsea, another really, this is the closest one. Uh, Chelsea and Atletico Madrid, that's next Tuesday. First match is, is in Madrid. And Chelsea's minus 135 to advance from that, that tie. Atletico plus 105. So it's really close to, to even money there. So almost like a coin flip in the marketplace. So I, I, I kind of am guessing here that there could be a, a little split here on what guys are thinking in terms of which team's going to go through here. But is, does anybody have strong conviction on Chelsea here or, or Atletico Madrid to advance from this one? Yeah, Chelsea just got a new coach. They're looking better. It's hard to say no, but I, I'm sticking with my gut and going with Madrid on this one. 
home field and all. Uh, but yeah, um, I would give it. I just Chelsea's been pissing me off this season, and like yeah. it makes Nate look smart, and I just don't like any <laughs> of it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to just go against them. But honestly, I would not be surprised if they made their way out of this leg. Yeah, properly that, rated. First reaction is Atletico Madrid, but I think the winner of this matchup is the dark horse that could make the final and possibly win it. I think Chelsea yeah. is starting to turn the page. They're still not scoring the goals that you would think that they would be scoring, but they're not giving up the goals now. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I think with the new coach and a little bit of new energy and maybe this may be the only trophy they have to chase for throughout the rest of the mm-hmm. season. So yeah. I think the extra motivation and you spoke on the Chelsea team that had no chance of making champions league and they had this magical run to qualify and win the champions league the following year. Um, I would not be surprised if Chelsea wins, but if I was putting money on it, I would be putting money on Madrid. Mm-hmm. And it's time. I mean, you can get that plus money on, on Atletico, which is always nice. Yeah, I'm sticking there too. I mean, Chelsea is a new manager, but I don't think Tuchel has had all that of an impressive run in Europe. Some of the aforementioned comebacks and uh, bad losses for PSG were under his short stint there. With Dortmund, I don't think he was all that great. So I would be surprised if Chelsea pulled this off. I wanted to go back and double-check Luis Suarez returning to England and how he's done since he left um, because oh, yeah. I think I think he's an interesting player to watch. Uh, uh in 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 this tie. Um, but I I didn't have a chance to go back and and look that up, unfortunately. But um, he historically I believe is has been quiet in Europe, but he's doing really well for Atletico this year. They are playing very well in the league. So take a look at you know possibly getting him to score, see how he does against Chelsea. I think he's going to be fired up. And then Diego Costa is, of course, <laughs> you know another <laughs> another guy uh, leading their line, so to speak. And you know there's a little bit of a revenge factor there too. So I definitely like Atletico in this. Yeah, that's it's a good case. Good case to be made. So it sounds like the lads are well. Maybe there's, is there a split? I don't know. Is one of you? Quincy, you say you're thinking Chelsea in this one? or No, I'm, I'm going with Atletico as well. And, I mean, it's like Andy said, this season they're just, like, buzzing as a whole. So why would I – I'm not going to go against that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the group bet here is Atletico to advance at plus 105 if you could find anything at plus money. And I think Oliver was so. Oliver was definitely right with that dark horse a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I, I get those same vibes. I All say right. that every year about Atletico Madrid, though. I feel like every I year know. Come into this and every year it's, it still feels <laughs> right. Yeah, they're always they're so solid. I mean. So the last one here, I can't see this dark horse coming through, but I'm also biased. It's City versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. And uh, that's next Wednesday. It's, it's, it's in Budapest, Hungary, um, after City was banned from traveling to Germany. So... Uh, actually ends up helping City here, I guess, in theory, not having to play on the actual home ground of uh, their competitor. But still, City has to travel a little further. But it looks like to advance, you're looking at $20, laying $20, minus, minus $2,000. That's $20 to win $1 on City. And um, if you're thinking that, they're, that they can lose this, uh, this tie and not advance, you can get around 10 to 1 
on the playback. So if you're looking to fade City, you can get a nice payout here. But I don't know. I think, I mean, City is the favorite to win the, the so Premier League, well, Premier League obviously too, but also the Champions League this year. Do you guys see any world where, I mean, it's, obviously there's nothing wrong with me throwing pizza money on a big dog like this just in case like uh, injuries happen. I, I don't think anybody in their right mind would want to lay $20 with Man City to win a dollar, but do you think that there's just any way that, that, I mean, how would City lose this tie? Would they just have to like completely just have like a uh, COVID, COVID outbreak or something? Kick it into their own net? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this one's pretty, this one's pretty, I don't know if I you think, guys have any angle here. I mean, I think, I think City walks away, but I think Gladbach has the firepower to score. It's just about the mm-hmm. fact that if they can actually stop City from scoring. City hasn't been yeah. the goal scoring like Nemesis said they have been in the past, but overall complete whole as a team, they're probably top two or three team playing in Europe right now. Yeah. They're bringing so much. I, I would argue they're the hottest team in Europe yeah. right now. So yeah. I don't want to give them all uh, that credit. Andy. Certainly. <laughs> I know, but certainly tough to bet against. They're breaking all sorts of stupid records in in England, just in terms of when not only the last time they lost was, but when the last mm-hmm. time they were they were down in a match, like like behind a goal at all in a match. So, um, Gladbach's coach has already agreed to join Dortmund. Interestingly, interestingly enough, uh, in the off season, and so I think there's. There's always kind of a weird thing there in terms of like when players or coaches decide to like leave early and they still have a run out with the club, you know? So I don't know. Is it going to motivate them? Maybe. Is it kind of shattering them? Who knows? But I, I don't I don't like them to beat City either way. Or I, I did maybe earlier in the season, but I think some of that Gladbach polish has uh, faded a little bit. So Yeah. No, that's always tough as, as a player. I, it's substitute teacher theory there. You know, if you got a guy who you know he's going to be gone next mm-hmm. year, are you really going to care about the impression you make on him too, you know, for any personnel decisions he's going to make? So sorry about those <laughs> the uh, technical issue that we had earlier, gentlemen. Uh, unfortunately, we got we got to do a stop here. But I'm going to bring you guys in on again and make this right. Um, I think maybe we'll, we'll look before the, the quarterfinal and we can reexamine the, the four matchups there and get some final predictions and stuff. If anyone's got a quick – Quick prediction in terms of like a future they want to give out at longer odds or something that the listeners can get at right now. Feel free to dish it out, but otherwise we could just pack up and then and uh, meet again, reconvene before the before the quarters. Does that sound good? Yeah, I feel like just one thing. I feel like next week is a good yeah. time, depending on what the odds are and what you're getting. But the overs and the match, the matches next week. I think you would. I think we're gonna see some goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we did get a bet from everybody, group bet on Atletico Madrid to advance at plus money. So we could see that one through, and we'll reconvene again before the quarters. It's good catching up with you guys. Hope hope all is well in top-class finish land, and thanks again for coming on the Doggy Juice Pod. Thank you, sir. Mike. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Right, Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Thank you very much to Oliver, Quincy, and Andy. And sorry again for the technical difficulties and my generally shitty interviewing skills in that one. Uh, we all have our bad days. Maybe it was just my Super Bowl hangover. I don't know. Shit happens. But you heard it there on the top class finish or from the top class finish, guys. Take a good look at Atletico Madrid this week. And if you're looking to make a wager on the Champions League on Tuesday or Wednesday, be sure to check out the quick pick section over at dimers.com to help guide you. The Dimers bot runs tens of thousands of simulations on 
every single matchup each day and can help you find an edge in whatever match you're looking to bet on. Oh, yeah! All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Podcast. As always, follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. If you enjoyed listening, then please rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. It doesn't take long at all. It really helps get the pod out to more people who can benefit from it, especially those who are interested in learning more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization and how to become a better sports better. Anything that helps spread the word is always much appreciated. We're looking at a new Doggy Juice Pod schedule moving forward. New episodes coming out early in the week or over the weekend like this one. Looking to make a lot of the episodes more evergreen, more macro-level sports betting content, more conversations uh, and interviews uh, so people can go back and listen and find value from those interviews later uh, later points in time. Uh, but we're about to enter one of my favorite times of the year and one that was sadly cut short for all of us last year, and that is March Madness right around the corner. So... The next few Doggy Juice Pod episodes are going to be taking a look, a very hard look at college hoops, where we stand as we all get ready to start dancing again. All right, take care in the meantime. I'll talk to you all next week. Talk to you soon. Doggy Juice out. Doggy Juice.